Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit. That is Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Brian Murphy and Justin Thomas. Uh, gentlemen, let's talk uh, not exactly the Academy Awards per se, but let's reprise a fun little game that we had right around this time last year and do our, uh, I guess, the second annual Basketball Oscars. We're, uh, we're going to record. We're recording this on Monday. So, granted, there's still the girls' state tournament. We've got the boys' third round and beyond still to mm-hmm. play. But it feels like the field has been, you know, thinned out enough to where we can. I uh, feel like we've got all the evidence that we need to, um, you know, to hand out some unofficial, uh, some unofficial basketball Oscars to some of these standout teams and players from the 2018-19 season. So, in um, in kind of keeping with the same format from uh, from this time last year. The big three awards, you know, best picture, best lead actor, best lead actress. We're going to uh, go and uh, just basically, yeah, just discuss who our, uh, our selections are for those awards from our respective markets. We'll have the three of us go around and give our picks. Then we'll bring on Taylor Raglan, Kendra Johnson, Devin Hassan to round things out with their selections. And yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. Let's go. Um, well, let's start with best lead actor. And uh, Justin, I know you were just thinking about this one, so it's fresh on your mind. So yeah, yeah. what is your uh, from uh, from your from the Denton County? from your uh, all the markets that you cover who is your pick for best lead actor well there was three or four candidates I was wrestling with mm-hmm. but uh, I have settled on Capel senior point guard Tariq Aman mm-hmm. he's a four-year starter four-year varsity player um, you know I gave con- some consideration to Bryce Oakpo at the colony mm-hmm. over there um, Louis Phil's Keontae George just had an outstanding freshman season scoring over 20 points a game uh, Hebron's Logan McLaughlin was just a big-time playmaker, whether it be, you know, shooting in transition. You know, he really made that team run. But um, I'm going to go with the four-year captain of the district champion, Capel Cowboys, as mm-hmm. my choice. Um, you know, real strong defensive player. You know, the couple times I was out there seeing them in practice, you know, you could see his leadership capabilities and qualities. You know, even when... You know, the varsity was done practicing and the JV or the freshman would be warming up. You could hear Tariq out there, you know, barking at the younger guys, you know, instructing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then on, on the court, you know, he was a big-time scorer for them this year. You know, he's, his kind of game has evolved and changed throughout his four years on the varsity team. And this year, you know, he was more of a playmaker and a scorer for them. I believe he led the team in scoring or was tied for the team lead in scoring in every district game but one or two. Um, so he was very consistent, big shots, you know, big free throws to win some close games that they pulled out in district on their way to the title. So, um, like I said, four-year player, captain, so just did it all for them. So I'm p- picking Tariq Amon as my best actor. Brian, how about you? 
You know, there's a lot of good players in the Frisco, mm-hmm. Salina area. Carson Stastny, one of the top scorers, uh, the Salina forward, he's a junior. He averages over 22 points per game uh, up there for the Bobcats, led them to an undefeated district title. I, you know, he was definitely a candidate. Uh, Zion Richardson for Frisco Liberty, definitely a candidate. He dropped 40 in the season finale against mm-hmm. Heritage. Uh, you know, one of the best basketball players, no doubt about it, in the entire area. Uh, you know, Julian Larry at Lone Star, he's not just a quarterback, he's, you know, a stud point guard for the, for the the Rangers as well led them to a district title, a share of the district title with Liberty. So he deserves some recognition, but none of those guys are a five-star recruit. None of those guys are probably going to go to either Kansas, Kentucky, or, or Duke, uh, like R.J. Hampton is. Are you ruling over off TCU or Memphis? I mean, he could go to Memphis too. That's his final five. Uh, but he has to go to R.J. Hampton. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. Averages what thirty-two points per game, uh, a walking triple-double. He. He struggled against Timberview in the first half. He had five uh, points in the first half of that game. He was one for nine. And then I was like, man, this isn't R.J. Hampton. The Monstars take his take his talents in this one? What's going on? And then the second half, he scores 24 alone in the second half. So he was just fine. Um, you know, he... He, this is all while facing double teams, triple teams, which is routine for him. Oh yeah, boxing ones. They always have a guy. They had Timberview had a guy almost on. I'd say half of the possessions, mm-hmm. bringing the ball up the floor. It'd be Brandon Crossley bringing up the ball up the mm-hmm. floor, and they would have a player literally shadowing, following RJ all the way down the court when he didn't even have the ball. You know, when you're facing, you know, defenses like that, defensive schemes like that, and you're still dropping over thirty a game. You know. It's it's a no brainer slam dunk. R.J. Hampton, best actor. I went with um, with Allen's Isaiah Stevens for my uh, for my pick for this, and it was one that um you know if you had asked me at any point in the year what my what my decision would have been for this, it was probably going to be Isaiah Stevens. Just the I mean you have the storyline of him coming into the season, you know, fresh off you know helping you know helping Allen to a state championship last year, but him being the only returning starter from that team, mm-hmm. having to shepherd along a team with some has a ton of talent, ton of promise, as evidenced by you know the season that they uh, that they just had. Um, but lots of young guys, lots of young guys on that team. A lot of guys getting their first really serious varsity minutes, and you know, with him and senior Corey Jones really being the only two players with any substantial varsity experience, having to kind of lead them along and help mold this Allen team into the uh, you know into the uh, a program that had um, you know its best regular season in you know in its history. Um, and you look at just the uh, you know, and I, I did a feature story on Isaiah Stevens you know early on in uh, in district when he was because like from like late December and early January he was just on an absolute absolute scoring tear. I mean, he was just, he was racking up. He was in the 30s. He had 42 against Jesuit. Just some unbelievable offense from him. Went and did a feature on him, and I mean, you just get a sense of what a uh, he's just one of those types that is a natural born leader in that respect, and mm-hmm. you can see why. I mean, it like head coach uh, Joe McCullough, you know, who's in his first year as the as Allen's head coach, you know, said as much afterwards that like you know you, you know when you're taking over a program that loses so much like Allen did last year, um, you know, you're not really entirely sure what to expect heading into the season. But Stevens' leadership really helped put McCullough at ease in just how much he kind of set the tone for everything that Allen was able to do this season. And then you just you see things like how. He, uh, you know, him taking on a much more prominent role with him, you know, not having to share the ball as much with Allen because Allen last year was just such a balanced team. And Stevens, everything kind of ran through Stevens to an extent for uh, for large chunks of the season. And just getting to see his growth as a playmaker and then having to be more of a uh, more of a natural point guard on top of already being, you know, at least for my in my general opinion, the uh, just the best shooter in the Metroplex. I mean, yeah, you're not going to find too many kids that can just get on a on a scoring tear from the outside, from the inside. I mean, just as as impressive a 
shooter as I've seen in my years covering high school sports. Um, you know, unfortunately for Allen, their season didn't end the way that they had envisioned. They got bounced in the second round on Friday by uh, by Colleen Shoemaker, but um, obviously a uh, still a year to remember from Isaiah Stevens. And um, yeah, that's my pick for uh, for best lead actor. Let's um, circle right around to best lead actress. Uh, Brian, let's start with you this time. Who was your pick for best lead actress? I.e. the best girls basketball player in your coverage area. I'm in the same boat in this one because you, know, you have players like Randy Thompson, Adriana Quezada, mm-hmm. you know, girls that are going you know to, to big time D1 schools and girls all across Frisco and 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 whatnot. And but it's got to go to Jordan Oliver. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the top ranked player, uh, women's player in Texas, five star recruit, going to Baylor. Uh, you know, led Prosper to a really deep uh, playoff run, a very successful season in their first year in 6A. It's another slam dunk. It's a, it's equivalent of R.J. Hampton. You know, Jordan Oliver, she's competed with the UA, U.S. Uh, women's team, the under-16 team before in the summer. Like, it's... How, how do you not give it to, to a girl like that? It's, it's almost too easy <laughs> for these selections with so far with Hampton and, and uh, Jordan Oliver. Yeah, of all the players on Friday, because I was covering that game against Allen, and uh, of all the players, I mean, you, you feel for her with just all that she's mm-hmm. given to that program over the years, and just as close as Prosper was, and I mean, mm-hmm. she certainly went out on her shield. She had 21 points in that game, and yeah, I mean, she was as you'd expect, you know, just trying to will that team back in when Allen was making its big push, but uh, yeah, I mean, how could you argue with that selection? And like, think about before the season started you know they weren't getting any recognition you know we were all picking them to maybe not even make the playoffs just like we were picking prosper not to make the playoffs in almost every other sport and here they go make this deep run and they just can't get can't get by allen they had a 15 point lead in the second half and last year in the third round of the playoffs they lost to that lone star team with the head Kazada had mallory adams mm-hmm. and now i was at that game it was a nail biter you got you got to feel for jordan oliver with these so close but yet so far uh, in, the, in these really tight playoff losses. Justin, where did you lean for uh, for best lead actress? This was a pretty easy one for me as well. You mentioned um, Isaiah Stevens being the best kind of shooter that you've covered here in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no doubt who the best girls basketball yeah. shooter that I've covered is. <laughs> Just talking shooting, it's Jewel Spear. Yeah. Um, she's awesome. She's going to be named the 858 MVP, which when I saw the voting, I... By the way, just a side note, I saw the voting for this, and I couldn't believe how tight it was between her and the Denton girl, Kylie Scott. Mm-hmm. Seemed like it should have been a runaway for me. Mm. But anyway, so she will be named the 858 MVP, and just an awesome season. Over, scored over 23 points a game. As I said um, on Monday's podcast, 25 points, at least 25 points in all four playoff games. Mm-hmm. Just every time I saw the co- Colony play, I probably saw them play maybe five or six times, like... She just does something incredible, like, every time, whether it's just, like, a, an actual, like, 20-point quarter barrage where she'll just put up 15, 20 points in a quarter and just make everything, you know, step-back threes, crossover threes, off-screens, behind-the-back passes, alley-oops to Tamia Jones. Like, she just had an outstanding season and pretty easy pick for me, I think. Mm-hmm. For mine, it was, yeah, this one required a little bit she more She also fu- got 20,000 points in that loss to Amarillo, or... 2,000 2000. 2000. Hey, hey, what a career <laughs> 2,000 points already as a junior in that Amarillo game how many points did you have to average over a four year yeah, varsity career to reach 20,000 yeah <laughs> 
My, uh, <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, mine required a bit more deliberation, just because when you're picking a when you're picking a girls player from uh, from Plano, uh, where you had from a district that had three McDonald's All Americans. Yeah, right. I mean, you have you know, including two between you know with Plano SJ Nolans, Allen's, Nia Green, and you had Tavi Diggs over at East, the reigning district MVP. Um, ultimately, though, I settled on Jordan Merritt with Plano Senior, who um, you know Jordan Merritt just a junior, but obviously uh, you know having to anchor along her and Zaria Collins having to anchor along a uh, Plano team that, much like the Allen boys, lost a ton of senior leadership last year after winning a state championship. And, um, you know, you really began to see last year Merritt begin to take strides as being the go-to option for this Plano team. You know, but, you know, like I said, with all the uh, with all that Plano lost last year, you know, it's it was natural to expect that the offense was going to look a lot different that, you know, as far as her creating offense and getting offense, you know, from, uh, you know, from other players, it was going to be a much different year for her overall. And she handled it about as well as anyone could have anticipated. I mean, her post game was just absolute, just absolutely devastating. Like I said, so time and time again, just her drop step and just a you know a shot over the uh, over the left shoulder. I mean, as as much of a money shot as there was of any of any player that I saw this season. You know, she could stretch the floor and then just her um, her length is a uh, you know just makes her an absolute nightmare on defense inside. Plus, she's also a very willing passer as well. Just a uh, she really does you know very 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 well rounded player. She eclipsed the fifteen hundred point mark this year as um, as only a junior and I mean yes you look at um you know kind of just her trajectory I mean she's at a point now where I mean she's going to be in the conversation as a McDonald's All-American you know potentially next season and she's got a chance to you know go down as one of the you know just pound for pound best basketball players to ever pass through Plano ISD and you look at I mean that lineage alone I mean that is uh, that is no small feat but yeah she's already got a state title under her belt um you know she's um not sure again. I'm not sure she'll edge out Jordan Oliver for the district MVP, but nevertheless, I mean, a player that is, you know, every bit the uh, MVP candidate based on her season. And yeah, and my pick for uh, for best lead actress. Great season for Jordan Merritt and the Plano Lady Wildcats. Um, and let's round out with a uh, with our selections for best picture, i.e., best team. Um, I can start with this one because my selection is is a no brainer. Recording this on on Monday, moments after we finish recording Monday's podcast, where we're talking about um, having a uh, an Allen team that is bound for state for the very first time. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of, I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, we're, this is based on you know themed around movies. And I mean, what a what, what a movie Allen season has been at times this yeah. season. With um, I mean, this is a team that I've seen them, I've seen them. I don't know the exact number of times, but I've seen I've been there in person for three losses of theirs. They're, uh, I want to say their record is thirty-two or thirty-three and six heading into the state semifinals. I was there to cover half of those losses, and all of them were by double digits. I mean, they've had times this year where it just looks like it just wasn't it just wasn't going to click for them, despite all that talent, all that potential. Um, but then over the second half of district play and on through you know through the postseason to this point, they've um, everything has come together for them, and they've become this team that at the start of the year you're hearing rumblings that, you know, watch out for Allen. This could be the best team that Allen's had ever. And just to see it all kind of come through, it's very, very Plano-esque in which a team that where everything has kind of fallen into place, a team that really is playing its best basketball at this point of the season. And um, we'll see what is, uh, you know, what is in store this, um, you know, this week out in uh, out in San Antonio. But, and then, yeah, just you couple that with just the, the, the theatrics of some of the games that they've had. And there's, you know, whether it was the buzzer beater win against Saxe and, you know, them getting into an absolute, just a, just a straight-up shootout with with the with the number two team in the state, 
um, you know, Flugerville Hendrickson and them just making this improbable rally in the second half to edge Prosper. I mean, just some some real storybook elements to how Allen has built its um, has paved its road to its first ever state tournament berth. And you know, to that you credit players like Niagara. You know, I mentioned earlier, McDonald's All-American. You know, one of the best offensive players in the in the country. Um, you know, Tyler Jackson, who has just been just absolutely lights out over the last uh, over the last three four weeks. Sydney Adams, you know, the unsung hero of Allen's playoff run. Zoe McCrary, who just you know getting offensive boards and putbacks like it's nobody's business. It's such a such an impressive team, and um, yeah, every bit deserving of the of a state semifinal appearance. And yes, a, a no brainer pick from my uh, my best picture nod. How about you, Justin? I'm going to go with the Colony Girls, mm-hmm. um, District Eight Five A champions. Only lost one game in district, and then get back to the regional tournament and take the number two team and eventual regional champion right down mm-hmm. to the buzzer. Um, you know they were potential foul call away from shooting go-ahead free throws to p- play for the regional championship. So, um, you know, some other good candidates, Coppell boys winning the district. You had Hebron girls going from last to third and making the playoffs. Louisville boys going from last to second. Um, you know, you have the Colony boys still playing right now. They have their third-round game coming up, or ha- happened on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to pick the Colony girls for getting back to the regional tournament and giving Amarillo all they could handle. Let's run on that with uh, with your selection for best uh, for best picture, Brian. If Little Elm would have beaten Timberview, they'd probably be my best team. Mm-hmm. You know, after knocking off you know the number three team in the state like that. But you know, when, to piggyback off yours, when you have a team going to state, it, that's another no brainer, slam dunk. Frisco Liberty, uh, they're they're my best team selection. You know, we could if Lone Star would have won. If Randy Thompson misses that shot, I'd probably be saying Lone. Actually, I would be saying Lone Star yeah. girls would be my best team. So literally, that game right there decided this. This accolade. there was so this much is, more riding on that. Oh game yeah, than just a trip to state. Trip to yeah. state. No, no, you needed this star yeah. local media yeah. best picture uh, from yours truly. That's why Randy Thompson made the shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the team. They, this they've been together on varsity. You know, six of those girls have been on the varsity since freshman year. Uh, they they're built for this this is you know destined for this season 17 and 1 in district play they're only lost coming to over in overtime to Lone Star mm-hmm. you know this team they had, they played the best competition in non-district play to prepare for this you know Mansfield Timberview Plano West uh, Amarillo Lincoln Prosper Allen Wiley Irving MacArthur DeSoto they played all of those teams in non-district and they had a losing record going into district play mm-hmm. but they weren't concerned they knew you know they were playing the best 6A teams in the state yeah and it paid off. They steamrolled through district. Yeah, they beat Lone Star twice. And here they are, heading to state, and the best team in my market. Uh, I still can't process 17 yeah, district games. wins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to <laughs> get over that. That's <laughs> And um, let's see. Uh, yeah, that is a look at... Uh, that is a look at at least our selections for the basketball Oscars. We will uh, pick it up with the uh, with the other half of the staff. We'll bring on Taylor Kendrick and Devin to give their selections, and we will do that after a word from this sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, I'm here with Frisco Liberty point guard, Kalen Lay. Kalen, y'all have a big week coming up. Uh, a couple days from now, y'all are going to be playing in the state uh, tournament. Yeah. Uh, y'all leave tomorrow morning. What's kind of going through your head? How excited are you to be to be going to state? Um, I'm super excited. We're just like really focusing on not just like the trip, but like 
getting things done so we could like stay there and what are y'all doing this week are anything practice anything different y'all doing any, you know going through any different motions or doing kind of the, the same thing that kind of got y'all here yeah we're like sticking with the same stuff just scouting our team and focusing on them all right so i have to ask so going into that game saturday against frisco lone star third time y'all played them this year how nervous were you and how nervous was the team um i'd say we like weren't really like nervous i mean we probably were like a little but we were more like let's get this done and like beat them so we could like move on to the state now okay the shot by randy thompson that went to overtime i've seen a bunch of pictures i've seen the video a million times of it everyone's going crazy what was going through your head when that when you saw that shot hit the bottom of the net I was, like, as soon as I turned around, I saw her, like, shoot the ball. I was like, this ball is better, like, it's most likely going in. I was like, and I saw it go through the net. I was, like, extremely excited. I was like, I can't believe she just made this. <laughs> what was the huddle like going in between the, overtime, between the fourth quarter and going into overtime? What did y'all say? What did you even say? What do you even think in that moment when you're like, okay, we have to get ready to play more basketball? I was just trying to calm everybody down from like, you know, all the jumping and stuff we did from the shot. But I was like, we need to like finish this and get it done now. What did your head coach, Ross Reedy, say to y'all in that moment? Do you remember? Do you remember? I don't, just I don't re remember. It was like, it was just a lot going on. Now that moment when the clock hit zeros and you actually had two really clutch free throws to kind of put the game away or at least put it uh, a little bit out of reach. Mm -hmm. What were you thinking when you were at the free throw line? You were only up two at that point. You made both of them to go by four. Is that correct? Yes, okay. I think so. What, what was kind of going through your head when you're sitting there at the free throw line knowing that, hey, make these, we're going to state? I was just thinking, like, we practice these all the time in practice. Just put them in and finish the game. Now, what's the scouting report on this team on, that y'all play on Thursday? I know they're you know top five, another you know top school in the state, another top program. What's kind of the scouting report uh, on them that, that you've seen? Um, really focus on like defense because they're guard heavy. So just make sure we're communicating on defense and getting the little things done right. Now, your freshman year, y'all made it to state. You know, mm -hmm. made the state final game. Uh, what did you kind of learn from that experience? I'm not sure. I don't know how much you played or, you know, what you saw or the experience you gained, but just being there, you know, seeing that. How much, how much did experience and, and insight did that give you and some of the other seniors that were part of this program? Even if y'all didn't play a, a whole lot back then, but knowing that y'all have been to state before, what is that kind of, how has that helped y'all uh, heading into this weekend? I think it's helped us a lot because we know what the trip's going to be like and how, like, things should be done when we get there. And we're, like, we're kind of, like, used to the atmosphere kind of now. So. Now, what's it going to take, and what would it mean you know, to win your first ever state title for this program? It would mean a lot. Like, we just have to stay focused and determined to get things done and work together. And let's pick this back up with um, the, I guess, the, the second half of our of our basketball Oscars. Uh, for this half, we have swapped in Devin Hassan and Kendra Johnson. Uh, Taylor Regna to step out for a bit, so I will take the reins on that. Give y'all his selections for the uh, for the basketball Oscars, our second annual basketball Oscars. So, um, as a quick refresher for you guys, um, it's the big three awards from the Academy Awards. So, best picture, i.e., best team, and then um, best lead actor and best lead actress, the best boys and girls basketball players from your coverage areas from this past season. 
season. So um, let's start on let's start on the girls' side of the hard court. Let's talk some best lead actress. And uh, Devin, let's get the ball rolling with you. Whether it was Mesquite, Garland ISD, Saxie Rowlett, who was the top girls' basketball player in your coverage area? You know, like I say, a lot of good candidates. Um, to Johnny Perry, Amaya Briggs over at Poteet, mm-hmm. uh, leading them to the district title. Uh, Naya Boyd and Jasmine Shavers over at Horn, leading them to a share of the district title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghazi Obaneke, uh, they're outstanding all around forward over at Rowlett. Um, again, with Saxe, you can make a case for uh, any number of players. Uh, that's the direction I'm headed, and uh, my choice would be Avery Krause. Mm-hmm. Um, She's signed with UTEP, uh, just a good all-around player, uh, led them in scoring. Again, this is a team that had five players that kind of scored between 8 and 14 points, so there's other capable uh, scores on that team. But uh, a good rebounder and good defender, uh, just does everything well, uh, and was the leader of that team. She was a district most valuable player last year. She was the co-MVP uh, along with Nagazi Obaneki over at uh, this season. And again, doesn't have those kind of eye-popping numbers, but she, she does have that potential. If, if their team was structured differently, and if they ask more of her, she's capable of scoring 20-25 points a night. Uh, it's just that wasn't asked of her. But, uh, yeah, a lot of good candidates, but, uh, yeah, my uh, lead goes to Avery Krause. Kendrick, how about you? Who is the top girls basketball player in McKinney ISD? Your pick uh, for um, best lead actress. I went back and forth between Aaron Fry and Zoe Jackson, and I give that nudge to Aaron because she um, had more explosive games. She had a couple 30-point games, and she averaged 18 points during district and almost got the Lionettes mm-hmm. back to the playoffs. And as a simple fact, she went from being, as Shaquille O'Neal has to say, a other to being the one. She had a culture shock this year from her role, and she did good in it. I think it took her a little bit longer than what many expected for her to get used to it. But when she did, she definitely is that lady. And I expect big things for her in the future, but I give her the edge. Aaron Fry is the top lion and female basketball player in McKinney for 2019. Without a doubt, I mean, there are a few players in the Metroplex who had to endure a bigger change in their role than Aaron Fry from last season this and she handled it just fine and you saw when she shows up the difference oh, yeah. versus when she does it uh, let's see Taylor's pick for uh, for best lead actress was Plano East's very own Tabby Diggs uh, Tabby Diggs the reigning district 66A MVP and um, you know per Taylor I mean the case for Tabby Diggs is kind of similar to the one that I laid out you know earlier on for Isaiah Stevens over at Allen in that you know with Tabby Diggs you know what she's she brings to the table she's a four year varsity starter you know po- you know one of the best careers of any girls basketball player to pass through Plano East without question Saw it twice, very solid. <laughs> and um, but with um, you know, with this season though, it's like the her role and what she had to do was a little bit different, just because she didn't have as much you know as much experience surrounding her as she had in years past. A lot of Plainuis uh, production came from underclassmen, as far as the, uh, the supporting cast went. So with Tavi, a lot was put on her shoulders as far as shepherding along that uh, that group of young players and acclimating them to the varsity spotlight in a district that is, I mean, you have three McDonald's All Americans in this district and teams that I mean, any number any number of those seven teams. Could have made the playoffs in any other district. And like McKinney, boy, they were last. I think they go. They almost, almost, probably ninety percent of the districts in the state they make the playoffs. They just was in the wrong one. And uh, but yeah, but you had Tabby, you know, helping helping lead Plano East to a playoff spot. You know, once again, um, and then in doing so, I mean, we all know what she can do on the court. I mean, she's one of the most versatile players in the Metroplex. You know, she can score inside. She's got a jump shot. She's you know for her size, she handles the ball so well in transition. Yeah. Can run a fast break very well. Um, yeah, I mean, just and you got to steal. Yeah. <laughs> An absolute blessing for Plano East these past four years to have a player like Tabby Diggs at the forefront of their program. Like I said, 
one of the one of the best girls basketball players to pass through uh, the Middle East. And yeah, Taylor's pick for uh, for best lead actress. So then let's shift gears and talk best lead actor, the best boys basketball player in uh, these gentlemen's coverage areas. Kendrick, where did you lean on this one? Um, went with Byron Scobie, who's one of the top two scorers in the area, maybe in the state. This man had two fifty-point games, four games over forty. And average 33.2 for the season. He can flat out light it up. When you can miss five shots in a row and then hit seven shots in a row, like you have no conscience. You're on a whole nother level. And um, I don't know if Matt got to see him get hot. I got to see him. Did you see him get hot, though? I didn't see him get hot. Uh, I think he had 18 in the game that I saw against Allen in their last game. And I remember talking to Coach Watson after, Watson after that game because, you know, that was the game that, you know, officially yeah, knocked McKinney out of the playoffs. And I think of all of the, the guys on that team that it hurt, you know, head coach West Watson foremost, it was Byron Scobie because of how much he's put into that program over the years. He went from uh, a guy that could get hot like um, a couple games last year. Like I saw him like do what he did this year, but it'd be like he have 28 and then he have seven. So it was like, what happened? The guy definitely worked on his game. He was very consistent this year to the point where he was the focal point. You had people um, triangle and wanting him and stuff mm-hmm. all year. And the only team I saw effectively guard him was Allen. The first time he had a bad shooting game. But everybody else, he gave them the business. Mm-hmm. Devin, how about you? Who was your pick for best lead actor? This was tough. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because again, I don't, I don't have a, a guy that's you know pouring in thirty-two at night. Um, and, and you look at the success of even some of the, the playoff teams, the Saxy and Potite. Uh, they had that committee approach where they have a bunch of guys. It's they could have six, seven different guys capable of leading, the, mm-hmm. uh, being the leading scorer that night. Uh, you did have some, you know, some guys that kind of took the the lead role. You know, if you look at a, a Jerry Caraway over at North. Uh, North Mesquite, Chuck Ogu at Rowlett, uh, Zakir Sawyer at Horn. Uh, but again, it was st- they still had several different guys that that, um, that kind of contributed to the scoring. So my choice, uh, probably because every time I saw him in person, he was just lights out this mm-hmm. year, was is Cody LeBlanc, yeah. uh, the senior out at, at Mesquite High School. Uh, averages about 18 a game, but is one of those guys that's just capable of, of filling it up. And, you know, we talk about the kind of the Steph Curry effect, not – not comparing anybody to Steph Curry, but the way that kids kind of emulate the stars of oh, today. Boy, and, do they ever. And, and Cody LeBlanc is a good uh, example of that because he brings the ball up, but he'll he'll stop four, five, six feet beyond the three-point line and just start. And, but he's got that same quick release, mm-hmm. and he's he's a street shooter. And like I say, when I saw him play against North Mesquite, it was probably the best shooting performance I saw all year. Uh, hit seven threes. Actually hit nine because twice he just shot him. After they blew the whistle, he would just shoot anyway. And, I mean, he was just nothing but net all all out long, uh, just a phenomenal performance, and again, uh, probably the most dynamic score um, that I have of any of my schools in the area. So, Cody LeBlanc gets my vote. Taylor's pick for this one was Plano West Ryan Zambi. Uh, Ryan Zambi, who we all knew coming into the season, if you follow Plano West boys basketball, just I mean, he was one of the best scores in the Metroplex last year, averaged 23 a game. His numbers actually this year, from a sheer like from a raw like volume standpoint, are down. He only averaged about 17 this season, um, but as a result, though. I mean, it was almost like for the better of West because last year it really was like if Zambi had a had an off game like that just they, there just wasn't really much of a plan B, um, you know because Dalen Miner was hurt for chunks of last season and you know but this year with Zambi um, you know with with the with the downtick in scoring though you got a, a, a much more well-rounded much more efficient game out of Ryan Zambi you saw increases in both his field goal percentage and his three-point percentage plus an increase in his in um, in his assists and whatnot so more of a playmaking aspect of his and um, but you saw the effect that it had on this West team I mean he was still the go-to. Score 
score every night. I mean, he's an absolute just monster in transition in the job that he does, you know, on runouts, you know, finishing on fast breaks and whatnot, on top of being able to attack the basket at will and, you know, finishing from the uh, from the outside. Just such a dynamic offensive player. And, um, and yeah, you saw just the effect that it had on this West team. Plus, Dalen Miner as well was very strong in that, and Taylor did want to make sure that Dalen Miner <laughs> got a bit of a nod as well as those two were a very nice 1A, 1B for this Plano West team that really did follow through on the experience that it had back for the season and was able to advance two rounds deep in the playoffs and came within a hairline of taking down a top <laughs> 10 team in the state. So a, uh, another strong year on the hard court for, uh, for Plano West and in no small part thanks to another great offensive season for Ryan Zambi. Um, and with that, let's round this out and take a look at the pic- at the selections for, uh, for best picture, the best oh, team. Easy for me. All right, who is the best team in your? <laughs> and still the woods? playing the North Bulldogs <laughs> on a yeah. on a fourteen game win streak. They've been to the regional quarter, make the regional quarterfinal round for the second time in thir- three years, and they're just a team that just knows how to compete and win. You got Brandon Frazier, one of the best tight ends in the nation, leading them, putting up eighteen ten, and you got guys that just know their role, like uh, Nick Partey, senior guy, don't don't want to see his career end. They pro- they proved that the other night. They were in a dogfight with um, Carolyn Newman Smith, found a way to get the game to overtime and won. It's going to be a tough out. I'm looking forward to see them and Lone Star hook up. But when you win your district undefeated and you on a 14-game win streak, it's kind of easy. Yeah. <laughs> the case writes itself. Yeah. Uh, Devin, how about you? Who was your pick for best picture? Uh, you know, I had some, I had some good storylines this uh, this season. Uh, the Saxy Boys, uh, after winning just two games all of last year, uh, they win 18. They make the playoffs, set a school record for victories in a season. Uh, you know, the Poteet Girls winning their first district championship since 2005. Poteet Boys winning their first playoff game since mm-hmm. 2004. Uh, Mesquite Boys getting back, but I got to go with the Saxy Girls. Um, state ranked all year coming off that state tournament appearance mm-hmm. uh, last season. That was the goal this year. Uh, they roll through district play, uh, four straight district champions. They've won 55 straight district mm-hmm. games. Uh, and we're this close. They're going to be wondering what, what could have been um, all season yeah. long after that last second victory, uh, or last second loss to Allen. Uh, they, you know, they, they trailed for much of that game. They come back. They take the lead with, you know, I guess just a few seconds left. But that was just a few seconds too many uh, as Allen gets the put back at the buzzer. And they're really, they, they kind of look ahead and they see Allen now in the state tournament. And they say, wow, you know. Allen beat a Hendrickson team that's actually beat last year in the finals to make it to state and then they played a prosper team who's actually also beaten this season so you know, obviously, Coach Donna McCullough will, will be the first to tell you this is the most talented, the best Saxy team she's had. Uh, they're certainly going to miss seniors Avery Krause and Kayla Demas. Uh, but, you know, the future is also bright. They returned three of those starters with Jayla Brooks, Adhill Tack, Tia Harvey, uh, Elizabeth Woods was a key sixth man. So, you know, that this was a, a tough ending for Saxy. Obviously, a great season, uh, enough for me to give them my best team award. Uh, but, you know, they could, could be in the same position la- uh, next year. Uh, let's see, to round this out, Taylor's pick for best picture, whereas you know, I espouse the greatness of the Allen girls, the aforementioned <laughs> Allen girls that are uh, now uh, on their way to state. Um, Taylor went uh, on the other side of the hard court of the Allen and picked the Allen, uh, the Allen boys basketball team as his nod for best uh, for best picture. Um, Allen, you know, despite graduating despite graduating four starters from a uh, from a state championship team, Allen still had a better regular season. Still had the best. I think they had more talent on this year's team after from somebody that's neutral and mm-hmm. saw them last year and this year. This team had more talent, but usually that always went. That's how it works. 
out the team that not necessarily the most talented but the it's like the hottest at the right time is a team that wins the title. I think that's what happened to them because I think this team had more talent. It was definitely a different team from last year from a from a stylistic standpoint yeah. as far as what their strengths and weaknesses were. A team that was um, a much more athletic, maybe didn't have the overall size of last year's team, which wasn't, a, which wasn't a big team Dude, last year anyways, but the, it was more guys that were like 6'5 and 6'6 six, six versus well, well, that the year. that can go up over your head like they're oh, yeah. kidding, kidding. Oh yeah, if you, <laughs> trust me, the best part of getting of getting to watch a, an Allen game beforehand may very well have been before, before the game during layup lines when those guys are putting on an absolute dunk contest. I saw the McKinney. And there's like six, seven that are just throwing down some just unbelievable dunks. Um, so, such a fun team to watch and just the job that they did. I mean, it was their same old, you know, they can get up and down and run on you with the best of them. And, oh yeah, I mean, there was plenty of viral highlights from guys like Manny Obaseki and some of the some of the stuff that he did. Uh, he tried to go N1 mix against uh, McKinney. My man tried to bounce the ball from the free throw line over Andrew Pitts to um, Thailand. Yeah. And if he gets over his head, he's all up on uh, the rim. Tyler Elder will punch down and will punch a big one on you. I mean, you had Obaseki. I think it was against Boyd. I saw the highlight where he went between his legs on a fast break dunk. I mean, just unreal stuff for only a high school sophomore. Yeah. And you got Isaiah Stevens, you know, who I said earlier. I mean, you know, one of the best shooters in the Metroplex. The best shooter, in my opinion. Um, just as dynamic a score as you'll find. And, um, yeah, it was um, such a such a solid team to watch. I mean, they only, like I said, their, their record entering the playoffs was 32-3. and three, And they, uh, they only lost. I mean, those three losses came to two teams. State right. Number a number two ranked guy or and a number number four Jesuit. Mm-hmm. I mean, only losing to the best of the best. You know, obviously Allen's season ending a bit earlier than they had envisioned. You know, getting um, you know upset in the second round by Colleen Shoemaker. But that's what happens when you play other really good teams in the playoffs. Shoemaker, stay ranked team, just like Allen. And sometimes, uh, yeah, those things will happen. But um, nevertheless, still a uh, still a strong season for Allen under uh, first year head coach Joe McCullough, and they'll. Um, Will be just fine next season, but uh, yeah, another another solid campaign on the hard court for the Allen Eagles, and um, yeah, that'll uh, that will do it for this edition of the podcast. So um, yes, appreciate you guys for tagging along for this, as well as uh, Brian and Justin. Um, hey, folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.